Welcome to the Distracted Driving Podcast. My name is Sean Genovese. I am your host, and this is episode 43. The title is, Yeah, They're Paying Me More. That is uh, the answer to a question we left off with uh, in episode 43. I'm sorry, episode 42. This is 43. Episode 42, we talked to our friend Liz Junkie, who uh, we used to work with, uh, Rex and I used to work with at the Boeing Company, and uh, she talked a little bit about her journey from the Boeing Company uh, into Home Depot. And uh, I asked her, why'd you leave? So this title is a little bit misleading. Uh, Yes, they are paying her more, but uh, her answer is way more nuanced than that, and you're about to hear it in full in just a few moments. Uh, Through this episode, we'll meander into some of the things she works on today as a user experience principal at the Home Depot, what that role means. She talks a little bit about uh, mentorship, and that's something that we're going to dive into even more when we get to episode 44. But first, it's episode 43. Uh, A quick note about my co-host, Rex Williams, as you can see and hear, is not with us today. He is uh, he's on a bit of a um, sabbatical, shall we call it. And I don't think we mentioned this last time, but I believe I am authorized to share the information. Uh, Rex is in the process of relocating. So he's making a move with his family, and uh, he's going to take a, a little bit of time off from the show to focus on that. I'll have a, uh, a co-host with me, Stephanie, on some of our future episodes uh, once we get into our next guest. But for now, you can watch and or listen to part two of our conversation. It's me, Rex Williams, and Liz Junkie. Yeah, they're paying her more. I think the type of work they had was a lot of fun. Um, I think I told my designers, um, you know, it was like the height of COVID. It was the great, what do they call it? The great, not the great. Resignation. Yeah, the great. The great resignation. (laughs) (laughs) I like when I went under the uh, factory tunnel. (laughs) Um, It was COVID. Morale was low. Um, We were struggling. No one had any budget for anything. Um, you know, the designers were doing their best. Engineers have big egos that can be a little exhausting. <laughs> so I think all those factors kind of came into play where I think 11 years was a long time to be hanging out with airplanes for a non-engineer, right? I didn't go to like aeronautical engineering it was like airplanes are life. This is like, I gotta be working on airplanes, right? So it was like airplanes were a really fun, good time. The quality mm-hmm. inspection, the mechanics, uh, work, work instructions kind of work was so much fun. And I did, and I was, I was all around the company, right? I was researching technology, teardown lab, uh, additive manufacturing. Yeah, yeah. AR, VR. So like, I, I, I shot, I shopped around. I, I, I worked on all the fun stuff. I felt like so. I think it was just it was time for like a fresh change. Um, I still wanted, I wanted to be doing more consumer facing. Where you know, as a UX designer, I was doing internal work. It was a, I think the 
the pivot point I saw in my career was I am only working on secret stuff that I cannot share with anyone. That, I think that was the real crescendo um, of like, I can't, I can't share a portfolio with anybody. I'm working on some amazing, cool, top technology stuff that only people in Boeing are impressed by it because I can't share it with anyone else to be like, uh, what I'm doing. Um, you can take my word for it, but I can't really put it. <laughs> portfolio, right? As a UX designer, you know, your portfolio is like your extended resume. I don't have a lot to show. So that was, I think, a big defining moment in, oh, I can work on broad, co countrywide products um, with a massive amount of data to aid in my design work. Um, that had star eye emojis for me. And yeah, they're paying me more. So. Oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Virtual, right? You're like totally virtual. Yep, 100%. I got myself a brand new, beautiful, ergonomic chair. Got high speed yeah. internet. Like, yeah, I'm I'm moved in. <laughs> what is? Go in your apron. If I want, if I want, if I need, if I need to do research, if I need to talk to some store associates, um, that's the other awesome part of my job that I have the human connection if I need it up here. Right? Like most people are in Atlanta, but. Um, if I need to talk to some humans, I just walk into the store. Like I had to return something where we broke, our toilet broke. So Kyle's been fixing that. Um, but I guess I bought the wrong mortar or I brought like two different types. So I was returning it. I'm like, I'm just going to go stop over in the pro area. Just say hi. See you know, what's going on with this functionality. Well, anyway, 45 minutes later, I'm leaving the store. Forgot to buy what I needed to buy. <laughs> I was like at my car, like, oh no, I forgot the whole thing. Walk back in, bought that. Um, but yeah, and, you know, just a little light user research. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. great. She she is so into her work that yeah. she forgot <laughs> what she walked into the store for. It's true. It's a big compliment. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, that's great. So did the people know you? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I work here. Not here at the store. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was uh, I was in a store day for me, so I didn't have my apron on. But you know, I got I got some swag, so oh yeah, I loved it. So. Best mentor ever. <laughs> that is great. I made that. So okay, best mentor ever. Where'd you get that? Who who gave that to you? Uh, I gave it to myself. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I'm I'm partial. I'm kidding, but I'm not. So um, we have like a lot of different mentoring programs at Home Depot. Um, so one of them is for the interns. Um, the UX and the engineering interns that come in, we run, we run them through a design thinking um, workshop-y uh, sprint. So we have lots of UX mentors that come in to teach user-centered design to them and to help them with their projects. And so that was one year, um, last year I think, um, that we get we give each other gifts at Home Depot. I was like, this is not really a thing at Boeing. Like, and I was like, what's the budget for each um, each uh, team member? They're like, oh, like, stay stay under $80. I was like, what? We're going to stick at Boeing. 
<laughs> so I got to make a few different things for them. I let them choose like what they wanted. And this was my first piece of swag from Home Depot. So I chose some wear into the store with the logo nice. on it. So yeah, super nice hoodie. Um, but yeah, yeah we, I could, nice. I'm scrounging for, you know, stickers and pens at Boeing to like, Oh yeah. I mean, you'd have to scrounge for pens just to use to do your job. (laughs) Never mind swag. (laughs) Give people 100 points that they can get in the Boeing store. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those were good. Until the the Tully's debacle, uh, all your Tully's cards expired. (laughs) (laughs) I had like 30 bucks in Tully's cards. So what is the, uh, what would you say is the biggest uh, challenge from a usability standpoint uh, in, in the whole return process or the, the processes that you look at, like what, what sticks out? Hmm. Well, that was my last year work. Uh, I mean, well, to be honest, the, the length of time that the customers were standing in line, that was probably one of their you know, their biggest pain points that um, I know they're working on cutting down um, in in order modifications. We're working on, um, well, we're working on a lot of fun stuff, but one of the biggest things I'm seeing is people just ordering the wrong product. Like, it's oh. it's amazing how much they're like, oops. I meant this one, or like, oops, I meant this size, or oops, I, I want a different color. Like, that, I'm, like, really shocked that happens so much. It, is it because people, was the, are these orders that they bought in store, or are these things they buy online, or both? On, online. Online. Okay. So, is it, was it the experience of purchasing was not clear enough, and they chose the wrong thing, or they just didn't know what the hell they wanted? I haven't, I haven't done any deeper than that yet um i just kind of i did the i just did the first kind of cut at the whole entire landscape uh just recently so um so those were some of my top items but right now i've been assigned one of the initiatives to now go even deeper to understand why is this really happening what specifically are our users getting hosed up on so um yeah excited to be doing some of that work interesting yeah and you can get the real data. Mm-hmm. I do, so, yep. So is so a, maybe it's because you made the return process so easy and awesome that people think, well, I can just return it. So I'll just get whatever. <laughs> I, I'm sad to say I didn't have a hand in, in much of the improvements, unfortunately. I, I did a little <laughs> bit of the research. But um, right now, I think... Home Depot's return policy is just so good. The policy itself isn't really what needed the edits. It was more like accessing it and editing stuff online. So that's in flight with my colleague right now. Home Depot will take anything back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I won't tell that story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me go back to, so a, a UX principle at Home Depot, is that similar to a tech fellow at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as a principal, do you have direct reports, or are you considered just a more of a knowledge resource that people get to use and abuse? 
Yeah, um, what I love saying I love most about being a principal is I have all of the management um, perks and authority and responsibility, or and none of the responsibility. <laughs> so no performance reviews. No performance reviews. Yeah. No direct reports. Yeah. But but I mentor lots of designers. Um, it's like them choosing me and like I choose them versus like I just have a team yeah. um senior principal senior principals can have direct reports I do not have any desire to have that ever because per previous responses um I just want to do the work I just want to crush some big strategy big design and I'm just having a great time doing that focusing on that work and if anyone needs me, I'm of course available. Um, so like, yeah, like I have a design sprint I'm um, hosting in a month. You got, at least Sean's been in one of mine, right? You were, weren't you at, did you hang out in one of mine at some point? Maybe? Hey, hang out in oh, one of your what? One of my design sprint, uh, like design thinking workshop. I feel like. Maybe. I feel like I you probably were with I've like Dana since then. Dana would have. Dana was co-facilitator on some of the flightline stuff, but anyway, um, you know they're they're very huge here. Like it's like I got like forty people invited and um, you know, like six breakout groups. I have UX designer mentees going to help facilitate each one of those. Like just orchestrating big big solutions across multiple verticals. Um, so it's just a lot of fun. Just a lot of, like similar in like the style of what, like what I did at Boeing, you know, like yeah. same kind of strategic set stuff up. Uh, okay. But just more customer fo uh, facing. Yeah, mm -hmm. like true customer facing, right? Right, Instead right, of, like, right. Employee, mechanic, yeah. engineer facing, where like, you know, we still had a, 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 a quite a cross-functional set of participants but um, again like you'll see my products now like on the website and um, I think one of the cool things I liked about returns was when one of my director my product product partner directors said like oh the stuff we're doing in returns like that could be on a commercial one day and that was like star eye emoji like <laughs> oh, whoa yeah. I could like point to a commercial in my portfolio like that that sounds like oh, so cool awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah just having my stuff more like out in the world is something i've been hoping for um so i think it's, it's a good career move to have that yeah awesome. how big is how big is home depot like what are we talking about number of employees someone's gonna fact check me i'm sure i think we have over two thousand stores in the united states and okay. mexico and canada and Sean's probably Googling it right now. Um, I'll fact check you. I'm pretty sure we have, I mean, I'm pretty sure we have more. I shouldn't say pretty sure. It's probably a comparable amount of employees to Boeing just because, like, you know, all the associates in every single store. It's more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's what I was like. I thought that, but, like, wait, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Um, this may not be the most uh, up-to-date number. It looks like it's a couple of years old, but it's um, it's half a million. Yeah, that's like yeah, it was like 
Is this a real, a real number? Yeah, Boeing's like, what, 150,000? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 504,000, according to this, uh, that's got to be up there competing with the Walmarts and the Disney. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. No, I, we're, like, top Fortune 20, like, best companies work for or something, so oh, really? shameless plug. That's awesome. Yeah, the culture, like nothing i've ever it, it's so amazing everyone is so nice and so yeah. collaborative like everybody it's it's like the coolest thing oh that's cool mm -hmm. that's that's interesting i mean that's what we kind of all dream about and we want to she's living the dream initiative yeah. to change the culture but it's already there like how do you think that happened just from the top like the the top leaders do an amazing job of leading by example um yeah. but i mean the first of all the ux organization is like it's almost 300 designers like it's it's wow. Wow. so for starters we we get one extra point in like the empathy skills department right oh yeah so like just having that um because when you say 300 in the UX, we're not even talking about the developers, right? Right. Wow. Those are those are just the people who are coaching and mentoring the developers to develop good stuff. <laughs> yes, this is literally UX skill code. All levels from UX 1 to senior staff, principal, senior principal, manager, senior manager, director, wow. senior director. We report yeah. into the chief experience officer. Like, oh, really? that is a UXer's dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, the oh. fact you have a chief experience officer, I mean, that's a that's a lot of uh, a lot of attention and and resource well, on just yeah, yeah, making sure that people are having a good experience. That was a huge deal. They just established that role last year. It was a huge deal because. I don't know about you. I don't know about me. I don't know how much work it takes to create an execu a chief executive role. But I've heard it takes a lot of work and a lot of board member approvals. And I'm sure someone will fact check me here too. But um, so it was a huge deal for us and just so many celebrations from like the UX you know organization to to have this. Mm -hmm. So you know yeah. we already feel very valued. But like it is just one extra validation that like. I never have to like explain my value here at Home Depot. Like oh, I can right. just roll in and just lay down. Like, hey, design sprint's happening. Let's do this. I'm like, yeah, go team. Yeah, where's it Boeing? It's like, what is UX? You know, like, yeah, you had to explain it and every day. Yeah, every day I had to get it. it, and because yeah, exhausting. Different customer base, right? Like our customers it's all about the sales team and you know sales and their airplanes and, and their uh you know relationships with the airlines uh whereas because the flying public isn't even really our customer right yeah even like what was really excruciating was like asking for analytics to be built into some of our tools so we could understand usage like that's just automatic here like I barely have to ask for like I need a survey on like this area so I can like hear what customers are are struggling with. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, I'm getting like, you know, thousands of responses, which is like so cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. I, uh, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Well, by now you guys know that I do enjoy the cliffhanger. So we will resume with my little pivot uh, in episode 44 next time. I've already given you a teaser. We're going to dive more into uh, to mentorship, so it's not a secret. And I don't think I mentioned before, but I'll mention it now. This, uh, this podcast is sponsored in part by Lead Out Loud. Lead Out Loud is a new company that I've started uh, where we, me and Stephanie Van Ash, um, facilitate leadership development workshops. We are remote first, so if you... Uh, if your organization has trouble getting budget, getting uh, everybody to travel to the same location, or you have a distributed team, that's no problem. We have engineered our workshops to be remote friendly, and we're trying to make them as accessible and as affordable as possible. So that's really what that means. Our first cohort uh, is scheduled actually for next week. So it's here in the middle of August. It goes for three weeks. It is now sold out. That is the bad news. But the good news is we have decided to open a new cohort in September. So if you're interested in that, we, uh, we have six spots available. You can go to lolworkshop.com for more information or to sign up. And I will talk to you all next time for episode 44. It'll be part three of our interview with our friend Liz. Thanks for listening.